I'm Miss W, and I'm a teacher. And I'm Mrs. B, and I'm a teacher. Teaching really is an art, but with our actual degrees and experience in schools, we have a BS in education. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. It's a BS in education. Welcome to BS in Education, episode 23. We are your hosts, Miss B and Mrs. W. I get lazy sometimes and say Miss instead of Mrs. It's purely laziness. It's totally lazy. Yeah. Also, who cares? <laughs> the important Agreed thing. There. All right, so this week we're going to talk about grades. But before we get into grades, what BS did you experience this week, Miss B? Well... You know, times are tough, and bedding was on sale at Target 20% off, so I had to buy me some more bedding. Is it really? Well, it's is not it anymore. Still? Damn it! You missed it. You <sighs> missed it. The comforter is too small. Oh, bummer, dude. Mm-hmm. But I actually went into the store, which is way worse than shopping online, because you get, as we know, more than you should. Anyway, I got this bedspread that I really like, but it just barely doesn't go with our rug. And it makes me crazy because it doesn't go with the rug. So guess what I'm going to get next is a rug. Hell yeah. And also, uh, it's fun when my husband's like, did you spend $320 at Target? And I'm like, yes, I did. (laughs) And then he doesn't say anything else because he knows better. But he just has to call me out. And I'm like, I don't need your judgment because I did save 5% with my red card. Thank you very much. (laughs) Ridiculous. I don't get mad when my husband does that because one time I'm trying to remember the name of the of the clothing store. But he was like, did you spend $300 on a clothing store called like you would never do that hip hop? incorporated or something <laughs> but i buy costumes, like costumes. yes yeah. so so he was like so he was like oh man i almost didn't ask you because i thought surely this is a dance costume um so That's i'd hilarious. I don't get mad at him when he does that all right my bs is I don't know if it's really BS. It's just something weird that's going on. I feel like I'm uh-huh. I might be involved in a scam, but I'm not sure. So Ooh, I'm gonna tell you about it. Tell. So okay. I've gotten quite a few voiceover gigs recently. You might notice I have my new fancy microphone arm. It's real legit. I have uh my my new microphone and setup came in, but my little um sound thing did not come in i sound like a real okay. idiot i do know what it's called but it's what you plug the mic in and blah, blah, blah. Knows what it's called guys so yeah. it's uh it just it's a it's a higher quality setup which i decided you're like, gonna yeah. make me sound real shitty you're gonna make me sound <laughs> shittier than i already do i can't if it's a big difference i'll use my shitty mic for our okay, thing and just use you. my fancy mic for my voiceover lower stuff. quality for the podcast uh, but anyway so i got this uh, I got this gig to do a whole audiobook, and I was like, oh, shit. And it Whoa. was not, it's not, like, super duper long, and it's not a ton of money. Um, but, like, what else am I doing right now? Sure. And it's it's good experience for if I want to do more voiceover stuff in the future. So I got the gig, and then after I, like, like signed and agreed to do it, um, I went back and looked at the specifications again, and it was called Adult Bedtime Stories, and my butthole got real tight, and I was like, oh no! You're reading porn! Oh no, You're I reading up, porn! porno! Uh, it turns out it wasn't. It's just okay. like fall asleep, sleepy time stories. Uh-huh. So, so it's really weird, because the person, usually when you do voiceover stuff, it's the payment is tied to the quantity of words. Sure. But this one wanted a certain number of hours of narration. And I was what? like, I've looked at the length of your book. That's not going to do the whole book. How but it was slowly. like, but if you need five hours of narration, I was like, okay, then he'll just contract me for the More remainder stuff. of the book. If he just wants to do part of it and make sure I'm a good fit. Totally fine. So I did it, you know, gave him the files. Everything was cool. I got paid. And then I got, and but still it was weird. Like the book itself, it's almost as if somebody ran it through Google Translator between two languages back and forth a couple okay. times. Okay. But not all the stories. So it's like, I don't know, 20 different stories. Like there's a snail and it's going around the lake. You know, just shit like yeah. that. Just like super chill stuff. And some of them are kind of dumb, which is fine because I'm not a 
perfect. I guess I'm not a professional voice actress. Um, maybe I am because I get paid. Well, now. you just got paid for it, right? So, so like um, but but I haven't. I don't have a lot of voice work on my resume. I've only done like right. five or six gigs before. But anyhow, so I got to like one of the stories, and it just didn't make any sense. Like subject verb agreement was off. The main character, they kept switching the pronouns from she to he. And like, it just like, I would have to read sentences over again because I was like, I don't. What the fuck is this about? What this is even saying. So I was like, whatever, turn the gig in, blah, blah, blah. So I get an email from him this morning from the same person. And it was like, oh, I love your voice. I would like to contract you for some more books. But I'm just, and again, weird, like hours instead of a certain number of words yeah. and i just like i just like keep i just feel like there's a scam involved somewhere but how in the world what could what i possibly be doing wrong they, i don't know weird story you know what this makes me think of hmm. is and not like not in a way that this is related but have you seen that documentary called tickled were you the one who told me about that? No. Oh Wait, my God. somebody pay somebody to tickle them or something? Yes. Yeah, so, but, so this guy was like through the internet hiring these attractive young men, like oh, late I high heard school, about early this college, on another podcast. To tickle each other. Yes. And then, but, and they paid them, but they ended up using it later as like blackmail material. I don't, it yes, was weird. Yes, I listened but to it on not, the, an episode of The Dollop. They covered this, which is oh, like this it's, like weird history podcast. It was crazy. Well, that's, that's what I feel was, like. I'm just like, like. They're paying you. I know. They're so, paying me, but it's like. But and you're not having to read so porn, bad. right? No, okay. not You're yet. Just reading bad so stories. I'm, yeah, they're really bad. I just want to be like, are they using it for AI to like oh. use parts of a, your voice for other stuff? And that's why I don't they want know. The is that a thing? I don't know. Listeners, if you're more savvy than us, tell us if Miss W is being used to train AI for voice stuff. <laughs> yeah, I just feel I like I'm. I feel like I'm involved in something, something nefarious. But and I found the book on on Amazon Kindle, but I just, I don't so know. Weird. I don't know if there's like plagiarism and they're stealing the stories in other languages oh, and translating them. And translating it. And perhaps like just two or three stories didn't have native English eyes on them and that's why they're so Interesting. terrible. Interesting. But whatever. I'll, they can yeah. pay me. <laughs> <laughs> they can pay me. So that's my Let weird, it be known. Miss W doesn't yes. know. Hopefully this will this footage will never be used in court. I read the credits though at the beginning. So okay. like um this is, you know, nighty nighttime stories read to you by Mrs. W. So if it ever turns out to be porny, I'm gonna use a different name. You should. Cindy Snowflakes or something. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Cindy Snowflakes, I like that. Isn't that great? Can you imagine like little snowflake pasties? Just like candy canes. Yes, I have I a can. very vivid image now. Of Cindy oh, Snowflakes. so do I. I like your little scarf thing there. Thanks. It's really cold in my house. I'm wearing one of those sweatshirts that has like a wide neck. Who oh. made this sweatshirt with a stupid wide neck? I have a really because cute now my neck is cold. SNL one that's like that that I just I barely ever wear cause I'm because I'm so cold. Because it's impractical and stupid. I love mine because it says unladylike. Uh, when I watch the Gilmore Girls and somebody's wearing a scoop neck and then they have a thin little scarf, but they have all this open like chest yes. area. I'm like, like horseshit. You are truly in Los Angeles and not Connecticut. Absolutely. You are freezing cold. You're going to have windburn just on a triangular <laughs> section of your chest. Um, hey, let's jump into some stuff. Yeah. Ooh, last time we talked about um, having our word of the year and I was supposed to send yes. you a link to something and I never did. So I will definitely send you a link to something. But it'll be on it'll be on our Instagram, right? Our, okay. By the time yes. this comes out, it will be on our Instagram. It'll be on our Insta. Um, I did one of those dumbass quizzes. Actually, I did two dumbass quizzes, and both of them gave me the word purpose. Oh wow! And so apparently, and actually, it kind of fits with my whole last. This whole last year has felt like I'm just kind of bopping along, just like, all right, man, I'm alive. I'm just doing stuff every day. <laughs> So I guess uh, this this year I'm going to do things with intention or like have a hopeful outcome. Like with my teaching I do, but just everything else I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like, what's going on right now? All right, I'm here for it. <laughs> so I guess this year I'm going to have to do that. I don't, I'm going to say right now, I don't want to. I'm not in the place where I'm ready to do that yet, but it sounds like yeah. the universe wants me to do it. So there nice. you go. 
I took the quizzes too, and I didn't like the words. So I thought really hard about what I wanted my word to be. And I changed it like three or four times. And I finally settled on the word listen. So for like several different reasons, like number one, I talk too much. That's true. Don't we both? I should just shut up a little bit. That's why we have have a a podcast. Um, (laughs) So I want to just like work on my listening skills in general, but I also, this can be my real woo-woo moment. I want to listen to my body. (laughs) So when I know I'm tired, I'll just like take a little nap. Yeah. You know, just take better care of myself. But also listening to music makes me so insanely happy. And since we have been on lockdown and have been trapped in our houses, and I don't go anywhere. I never fucking listen to music. I don't so either. in the last few days, I've just been like cleaning up around the house and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to I'm gonna listen to music instead. So I put in like my little earbuds. And I was in the best, like goofiest mood. And it was so nice. So really I nice. want to remind myself to listen. I have, I bought, I don't know, I was at an antique store somewhere when I was on vacation. And I bought this little tiny pencil sharpener. Oh, it's so cute. It's really cute. And is it an old TV? What is yeah, that? it's like an old tiny, tiny TV. TV. Um, but the picture that was in it fell out. So instead of a post-it note, I put, I don't know if you can see it, there's a glare. Listen. I put listen Ooh. on the, so it usually sits on my desk. So I'm going to put it, because I know a post-it note would fall off and then I totally. would not put it up and I'd stop doing it. But this little brass pencil sharpener will definitely, so maybe it's That's copper. That's really cool. Um, so I'm going to keep that next to my monitor and remind me. Maybe I should write my word down somewhere. I'm saying with purpose. <laughs> Did that sound purposeful? Very Yes, very I'll purposeful. write my word down somewhere. Yes. So ridiculous. Um, oh, another thing that I'm going to try to do is say the F word way less. I'm going to say that I'm going to cut it out, but I I know that's not going to happen. But my mom said there's too much F word in the podcast. And I was like, you know what? I think there's too much F word in my whole life. So (laughs) when I feel like I'm being shamed by your mother as well. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Miss Mom. I won't say your real name. (laughs) Mrs. The original Mrs. B. Um, I just, well, I use it as both an adjective and a verb. So I use it to, maybe if I just use it as one part of speech instead of both parts of speech. Or I also use it as a noun. Yeah. Like giving one. So, damn. Maybe I'll just have to write it down. So maybe just you, just your brain trying to think what part of speech is this will stop you from saying it so much. That's, that's, that's what a good I idea. Do. I would stop I would have and be to like, stop wait, and be like, wait a was minute, that is this allowed? A- <laughs> yeah. And then by then it's lost its impact. Okay, exactly. goals. All right, I have yeah. a purpose. I have a purpose. <laughs> that being said, it's going to be really hard for me to not use it in any form of the word on our topic today, which is uh, grades. This has been a topic, like this is like a hot button issue for me. It always has been since I started in education. But this year, I feel especially it's just come to a head. And mm-hmm. this very morning, I sent Miss W a USA Today article by Aliyah Wong called Scores of Students Are Getting Fs. What's the point of failing them during COVID-19? Mm-hmm. So we can link that in the show notes for you by we, I mean, Miss W. So long story short, in the article, surprise, surprise, the great the kids who are getting lowest grades and failing grades are brown people, mm-hmm. people receiving free and reduced lunch, special ed, and English language learners. Like this, we knew this would happen, and of right. course it's happening. And then white kids are there's there's some failing white kids also. Those numbers are rising, but not nearly. It's not proportional to right. everybody else being affected by it. So long story short, everybody's getting screwed over, and. The whole article is pointing out like why kids are failing. Mm -hmm. So one of there was one quote that pissed me off and I'll get to that in a moment. But most of the things that they're talking about are the kids, especially high school students who are learning from home. Most of them are having to learn entirely from home because high schools are so much more populated that they have to spread them out. So um, lots of those kids are being used by their parents as the teacher of their younger siblings. So instead of doing their work, they're having to help their siblings or taking care of other people in the house while their parents are trying to work or, um, and then again, we have those issues of bad internet connection, not having the technology, blah, 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 all of those things that we've been hearing about, um, which was happening 
Anyway, before this all started, like when kids are getting homework grades, but they go home every night and they have to work or they're taking care of their families, they can't do homework. So they're going to get low grades if that's one of their grading things. So it's just taking that and then magnifying it a whole bunch, which of course is going to lead to higher dropout rate, lower graduation, graduation rates, and just overall, like, I'm just going to use the F word, but I'm not... (laughs) What was the part of speech? Effery. What would that be? Of their lives, like spiraling (laughs) down. So that's where we're at. There was one quote that really pissed me off. Again, made me very mad. And so, of course, they went and interviewed some high school kids about, like, why are you failing? And there were two separate kids who were both like, well, I just just get online and do my assignments, but I don't do the Zooms because they're just boring. Like, my teacher's not interesting and they're not engaging. And And it made me very angry because... Mm -hmm. I feel like our the expectation of teachers is that we are putting on an eight-hour performance. Right. And you're supposed to be entertained the whole you're time. You're being an edutainer. I'm an edutainer. I, as an edutainer, because I'm pretty entertaining most of the time. Yeah, same. I don't feel like that's a natural thing for most human beings. Right. Like you be... and I have performance backgrounds. We have performed on stages yes. in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people. And we have experience making up stuff. Right. Like <laughs> in front of thousands of people, you know, yeah. agitating people. So for us, it comes more naturally. But still, at the end of the day, we're both exhausted. I'm really sick of the standard that teachers need to make every single... I understand engagement. I understand hooking students. I get all of that. But the expectation that everything we do is supposed to be fun and exciting, it's not going to happen. Because you know what's not fun and exciting is sometimes you have to sit down and you have to do some quadratic equation problems. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be fun and exciting. Even if I make up a song, that'll be fun and exciting for three minutes. But then you just have to sit there and do it or watch me do the problem. And you know what else is not fun and exciting? Parts of speech. Another thing that you just have to do. I mean, there's so many things that you have to teach as a teacher that are not going to be fun and exciting. And I think we need to put to bed the idea that it's the teacher's fault if they're not. Right. You know, it's like there's a lesson in it. So like if I were to have a student that would complain about something being boring or like if I had a child and they said like, I hate my English teacher, so I'm not trying, it it would be like, I think I would try to make it into a lesson of, you know what, you're going to have a boss that is a flippin' wiener one day and you need uh-huh. to learn how to deal with that. You know right. what else? You're going to have to, I don't know, do your taxes, balance your checkbook, wash clothes. Yes. Budget your uh, mow money. your you know mow your lawn you know what that stuff is boring, boring. you're gonna have to do plenty of boring Get stuff so it. there needs to be this like this way of of reframing it to you're not just learning how to do quadratic equations I'm teaching you about having uh, patience and perseverance to get yes. a task done. Or to fail at a task and to try again. And to try it again. I agree completely. Also, it's not hurting your English teacher if you're not entertained by her. So you don't try in that class. That's not hurting her. That's only affecting you, which is the really sad. I mean, she's probably at home very frustrated and stressed, but... Ultimately, well, I know when I taught when I taught middle school, which I'm sure there's plenty of middle school teachers out here that have experienced this, you if you are a well-loved teacher, even if just by a small portion of your students, you'll kind of become a confidant for them and you'll end up in these situations where they'll be like, Ugh, I hate this B. And you become yeah. like this, you have the, like this very parental relationship where they'll start talking shit about other teachers. They try to get you to talk shit about other teachers, which yes. you should never do. No. But it's like this, I've definitely heard students say before, like, oh, that teacher just doesn't like me, so I'm just going to get a bad grade. Or that yeah. teacher doesn't like me, so I'm just going to do X, Y, Z. I always ask to go to the bathroom and then I leave for 20 minutes at a time. So there has to be this larger lesson. What's the big picture? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know how we got here. Oh, from the article. (laughs) From the article. And these kids being mad that they're not entertained. Right. Also, I have taken, I've done a lot of things on Zoom that are, that are boring. Mm -hmm. And I also hate it. So like, I can sympathize with, I don't want to sit in front of the computer for eight hours every day and do Mm -hmm. lessons. I mean, it's absolutely horrible. And I completely agree. The issue is we can't stop because Not everyone is doing it. Like, we all say that we're in the same boat. Everyone in the world is going through this. 
but not even everyone in a city or a state is going through this because you have a bunch of people who can afford it, mm-hmm. who are going to schools that are in person or they have hired, you know, they're doing their pods, whatever it is. So if we stop, that's not going to stop. And the gap continues to widen. I got a notification just the other day looking for a a facilitator to make like $40 an hour for three kids that are neighbors and that are just like in a pod. And they're like, no, just the parents just need to work. Like they'll be in the house. They just want you to be in the room and be be like, sit down, Tommy, do your addition. Do your math. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that's like a perfect example of these parents can afford for their kids to not only stay at home because they have the kind of job where they can work from home, but they can also pay somebody, I don't know, however many, $40 times, I don't know, 20 hours or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Like $1,000 a week. Isn't that nuts? That's a pretty sweet Mm -hmm. gig. Right. Wouldn't hate that. And it's not That's even nuts. like homework help. It's just to be basically a babysitter. I mean, they babysitter. want somebody with some teaching quali- sure. uh, like credentials, but yeah. But they're not expecting. I know. nuts. So we can't, we can't stop. We just have to figure it out. And um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on board with the whole, like, why are we bothering giving them grades like that this yes. year? Because I personally have a large, not a large, but I have a handful of students who aren't turning anything in online. Mm-hmm. They're not doing anything. And you know, what's not motivating them to get stuff turned in is the zeros that I'm giving right. them. Like, they still don't care right. about it. So perhaps if we shifted the focus to we're going to learn as much as we can this year, like we're learning, we're going to do as much as we can, but it's not tied to you might fail this grade or mm-hmm you know, this is your progress support. I don't know. Maybe that would be a bigger incentive if, if, but also would the parents even bother? I don't know. Like, I don't, obviously don't have the answer because the more I think about it, I'm like, no, because then people would blow it off. I don't know, Miss W. I haven't 100% solved it yet. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break and then we will talk more about grades. And we're back. Uh, I do not have tuberculosis. The okay, results are clear, so all is good. <laughs> I might have COVID-19, but I definitely don't have tuberculosis, so that's one thing checked off. You know how old-timey movies, I do. I make a point of this every time, somebody coughs, any movie from like the early 1900s, 1800s, anywhere in there, somebody coughs into a rag, and I'm like, tuberculosis, it's consumption, yes. they have TB. So yes. that's going to be our great-grandchildren are going to watch movies and go, COVID-19, every 100%. time somebody... <laughs> Every time My kids already do that. Or goes to like smell a candle and they're like, hmm, yes, I guess I bought unscented An by mistake. <gasps> <gasps> it's the COVID. It's the Rona. My kids already do that. Anytime anybody coughs, they're like, you got the Rona. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh, well. Here's where we are. So, um, All right, so more grade stuff. More grade stuff. So as I was saying, I haven't fully solved the problem yet. I am mm-hmm. concocting things in my brain as harebrained as they may be. So I, my proposed solution, and I know I've said this before on our podcast, is that we should get rid of A through F grades anyway, mm-hmm. and everything should be a kindergarten-style objectives-based right. grading. Because we already have the freaking standards that we're supposed to teach, so why right. can't we turn that into a report card? And that's, it's either a check or a no. Like, you yeah. either got it or you some don't schools, got it. Some schools do do that. And I've, the biggest complaint I've heard from teachers is it's obviously a lot more work than sure. just like averaging numbers, but uh, it's still, it's just so much better and so much more informative to the parent. Absolutely. I and think the, the really tricky part is, so like I was saying with my university with the pass, the pass fail, or they didn't say fail, pass, no pass situation is there's certain classes that they didn't allow it for because of like the prerequisites so that's the that's the really tricky part is at what point do i mean do you just continue to teach quadratic equations over and over and over again until it gets it does that become the teacher's responsibility three years from now when you started learning that's the yeah that's that's the the part that's the sticky spot Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering if there's a way for it to continue throughout however like these are the oh, these are the mastery skills you must have to graduate mm-hmm. high school. Okay. You must have these. 
checked off. If you don't have them, you can take a summer school class on just these, you know, you can have like packet classes. Like this is the objective we're teaching in this summer school course. This is the objective set. Not oh, like one thing, so but like smart, right? I, You're I feel so like I'm solving smart. it. I feel like I'm solving it. Here we go. Yeah. Um, so it can be more almost like college courses are more specialized mm-hmm. to exactly what you need. Right. But the same thing could happen for elementary kindergarten, for God's sake, and then elementary school, middle school, um, where you have and you can pass like if you need these objectives by fifth grade and you pass it in third grade, you've already got your check because Truth be told, there's very few objectives that are brand new in fifth grade. Right. I mean, everything builds on everything else. So if we already know, like, this child has been struggling in fractions, like, it's third grade, we've started fractions, they're struggling in it. Fourth grade, we're struggling with fractions. Over the summer, you can take this two-week fractions objective course or whatever it is. So instead of doing an entire thing. Fraction factory. See? Look. Look at this. We've already Mm -hmm. solved it. Instead of having to do a whole summer of summer school or doing these interventions that are there's it's spray and pray. I mean, even interventions, because once you get once you know, like, oh, this child needs intervention, I still have to narrow it in and figure it out what exactly they need intervention for, because there's nowhere that tells me the exact holes in their learning. So like I've got students in my class who are really struggling with reading, but I, I now I have to sit with them and do diagnostics to figure out, okay, well, you know, you know, the letter sounds, you know, most of your, bl- oh, this is a blend section that you don't know. So that's one of the things I have to teach you. So then I know where to narrow those things down. But if we're doing it by standard, we already know where those holes are. And you can have very specific targeted interventions for those Yeah, students. it's like, I'm going to do a medical metaphor, which might be incorrect. But it's medical like... Medical metaphor. <laughs> it's like um, giving a patient chemotherapy versus cutting out a tumor. Yes. If you can really hone in on like that one thing Get and that just thing. focus on that, oh, it's a lot less systemic. That, ooh, and yeah, isn't it so also, smart. isn't it also less like, oh, you're dumb because you make D's. Right. And it's more like, oh, I have 100 checks versus 114. Like, who's going to do that? You know what right. I mean? Like, it's more like, oh, these are just where I need support. And then for high school, because I know the argument has been made, like, about GPA and things like that and how important that is. I'm going to mm-hmm. talk about that in a second, okay. by the way, and how messed up that is. But for high school students who want to be placed in AP courses, want to be placed or, you know, graduate with honors or summa cum laude, whatever it is, how about we have those baseline checks, but then there's also the auxiliary, the extra checks that you can Mm -hmm. get, right? So those are your above and beyond kids. So if they've already mastered all of these things and they can automatically be placed in those courses or... You know, if they want to take a summer course on XYZ that's free and offered by the, because summer school is free anyway, offering those things for those kids who want to accelerate their learning, they have that opportunity as well. And it's the ones who are putting in that effort and getting that. Because if we're being honest, the 4.0 system doesn't make any sense anyway, because I don't even think, I know for a fact 4.0 is not even the peak anymore because you can get, you know, based on if your school has, yes, so the high school that I went to only went up to like 4.25 or something because you could take honors classes. We didn't have any AP mm-hmm. opportunities at all. So my GPA looks lower than somebody who went to right. another school, even though their grades may have been worse or the honors level class at my school may have actually been at a higher level mm-hmm. or at an AP level. They just couldn't call it AP because they didn't get the paperwork from the right. So that is all horse hockey. I do feel like we need to split this into two episodes. So I'm just going to, I'm reading a book right now and it's called Grading for Equity by Joe Feldman. Oh, they referenced that in the article, didn't they? They did. Yeah. They did. And I was like, yeah, I bought that book like three months ago. So I guess I'll read it now. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to download it on Audible and listen to it and we can talk. That's a good idea. Um, I have a question for you. I want uh you to analyze me. So. I just, I submitted my final grades a couple weeks ago for my my college course. I've got 20 students. I had like 10 students that got an A, seven or eight that got an A minus, a B or two, and one C. And to me, I had this moment of like, is my boss going to be mad that there were too many A's? Isn't that bizarre? 
that like the it majority is, of the classes tra- got A's, but I had right. this like, do I have the documentation to back up that these students actually did this work? Or th- but it it's- goes into the arbitrariness yes. of the grading system because teacher to teacher, it's such a personal thing. And maybe, and administrators also have different, like some of them are like, it should look like a bell curve. And they're pissed if right. it's not a bell cu- curve. And the rest of them are pissed if everybody doesn't have an A or a B. So it's so arbitrary. Um, so one of the things he actually talks about in in the part of the book that I've read so far is he, I don't know if he surveyed teachers or if, I think he did. I think he talked to a whole bunch of different teachers and asked them like, what, how do you, what do you, you what do you base your grades on? Or like, what is the purpose of assigning grades? Mm-hmm. And so there's a list of like 15 different things. Um, one of them is effort. One of them is following directions. One of them is completion. One of them is like strict percentage of correctness of the things that I assign. Mm-hmm. Um, one is uh, like a motivation tool or a or a signal to let parents know where their kids are not putting in effort. Right. So teachers are looking at it through different lenses anyway as to what the purpose of a grade right. is. So it's not grades are not apples to apples even within the same school. So when kids are like oh, I was a I was a straight A student in second grade and then they get to third grade and they're not making straight A's and their parents are pissed. It could be that it's more challenging and they're not doing as well. Or it could be that that teacher just has a totally different concept right. of what the grading system is for. So what does it all mean? And I think that's just something that as a whole society, we need to dig into because it determines so much stuff. And if you have a kid, especially right now during COVID, everything else in their life is already crap. So then now they're failing stuff. At what point do they just go, you know what? F it. Mm -hmm. I don't care anymore. At what point do they just stop? Yeah, I'm torn because so when I was in grad school a few years ago, I had one or two classes with like the chair of the department Mm -hmm. and we got into this whole thing with grading. Um, We were getting into some kind of grading theory or just talking about grades in general And there's like this new wave of if you do the class, you get an A. You know, you're going to take something different than this person will. And if you don't do the work, then like that's on you. You spent your money. I'll give you a fucking A. It doesn't matter. So I was like, oh, yeah. And they explained it in a way that I was like, yeah, okay. I guess like, like it's a, it's, you know, like when a teacher's like, I'm not the one that needs to study. If y'all are going to talk, I'm not the right. one that needs a study guide. Yeah. So I already I like, passed oh, okay, third grade. Okay. But then there's this chick in my class. This was a, this class was met twice a week for two or three hours. Mm-hmm. And she would fully be 30 minutes to an hour late every fucking class. And at a certain point in time, I was like, this bitch going to get the same degree as me. She's going to also get an A. And I start like, it really started to bother me. Yes. Like, it really started to get on my nerves of, like, if I'm working harder and I'm putting in the work, yes, there should be something that says I am better than her. And better than you. Which is also fucked up. (laughs) It's not, though. because Especially at the collegiate level. I mean, maybe not with a theater class, but I mean, if they did that with every degree, mm-hmm. well, I mean, this is a theater education <laughs> master's program, so it was then like she should she's gonna be there. Yeah, it was like this is going to hurt. Like Directly if she, if she, your instruction yeah, if she does, um, does a terrible job, but still gets the masters, then she's mm-hmm. gonna hurt the rep- reputation of the program. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I absolutely. Also have no answers, but that's I feel like that's a stupid answer. Yeah, what they were assigning because if you don't, if you're not at least there in person, my my God, what she, is even happening? And she would come in like with her coffee, like from a from like Starbucks. I know that you stood in line at Starbucks yes! with your friends and like, oh, what a jerk! I know, what a jerk. She was very nice, but it really, but, really but worked my really, nerves. No, I don't think that's cool at all. Yeah, oh. so so I'm very torn between we shouldn't compare anybody ever, but also some students that really motivates them. I just, yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, so with our whole standards-based checkmark system, it's more of your criterion-based, right? Instead mm-hmm. of norms-based. So right. like with our standardized testing, some are norms-based where you're, you're compared against, well, amongst all the fifth graders in the state, you scored higher than 68%. Right. Or you take the criterion-based test, which is, as a fifth grader, you pass 68% of the actual standards. And they mean, the number says the same thing, 
they mean completely different things. So in my opinion, the criterion based is more like now I know what skills you need help on. And for standardized tests, I see the value in both, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think we need to know those things. However, for an individual child's grades, I think it needs to be criterion based and then have opportunities within the difficulty of those skills, like maybe have um, even a master, a mastery level versus just a, you know, successful, you know, like that third box right. that you can check, right? Um, but again, it needs to be something that's not easily going to be a subjective thing. Because I think that's where it gets off track, too, because that's when our biases come into play, that we don't yeah. even know what's going on in our head when we assign these things or, you know, mm-hmm. push one kid up to that next, like, oh, they're almost there. I'm going to give them a leg up versus, right. well, this kid always does this. I'm not helping them out at all. I they know. have a 49.9. I'm not pushing them up to a fit, you know, that kind of thing. So I don't know. It's really tough. But I feel like, in my opinion, ABCDF is just a totally random give it a d for dumb d for dumb i have a question for you that's kind of off topic um let's do it are your is your state giving standardized tests this year they are but they have announced that they're not going to count for promotion and they're not going to count for school grading so like they can't give a school a different rating based on whatever their scores are this year so i appreciate that but i also say that it's clearly a money grab Mm -hmm. because somebody's got a friend who didn't make any money last year off the standardized test. And so this year they need to make that money back. Mm -hmm. And that pisses me off. Well, the same thing's happening here where there's, where they're really saying like, well, they, the kids didn't take the test last year, so they have to do it this year. Are yours on paper or on computer? They haven't said yet. Was it on, what, last year was it paper? They didn't do it last last. year. Uh, The year before last it was paper. Yeah. Ours does all computer, which means standardized Mm -hmm. tests take almost two months because they don't have enough computers for all the kids. It's the fucking worst. But we'll talk about that on another episode. That's that's another episode. (laughs) Ew. It's it's awful. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, part of me is annoyed that we're doing the testing. But part of me is happy because I'm a data person and I love to look at that data. So I don't know. All right, I think I think we've talked enough about grades for today. But uh, if you are listening, let us know what you would like to hear more about grades. We want to do an episode where we talk about grades in other countries, how they handle them. Yeah, why don't y'all tell us what you wanna what you wanna hear about grades? Because we're definitely gonna talk about them a little bit more and solve Um, the problem. We are. We're gonna. I love what you were saying with like the little packets and modules. That's just like. That's it just makes so, more sense, right? It's so smart. You're so let's smart. Do it. Let's yeah, do good it. Good job. Hey, let's do some teaching tips, yeah? yeah. Tips on teaching. Mine is lame, so let me do mine first. Okay. <laughs> All right, so my uh, teaching tip lately, the last, I don't know, month or so, I have been eating the same thing for lunch every single day. Me too. And it's nice to not have to use my brain powers on what I want to cook. <laughs> so if you yes. are starting, you know, if you're still, you know, it's a new year. If you're trying to be more organized, just pick something that you like to eat and just. Purposeful. Yeah. Yeah. Be purposeful. Listen to your body. Listen to your body. <laughs> she held up her little sharpening. My, my tiny TV. And just eat eat the thing that's that's going to make you feel good that you don't have to waste your brain power on. I that's agree with that. Tip. I have also been eating the same thing every day. And it's not something that I cook. It is something that I microwave for two minutes and then take mm-hmm. the film off and stir and then microwave for another minute and a half. And it usually hits the spot. Perfect. Mine's a... <laughs> Uh, a salad from a salad place nearby, but we get the same salads delivered every, every single day. I yep. mean, when you know when it works, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, mine will probably be more purposeful as to making sure that I'm also eating things that my body needs to continue like surviving and producing vitamins and minerals and things. Because <laughs> I have a feeling that my film covered meal does not have all the things that it needs in it and i'm too old for i'm too old to live this way uh, yeah mine's uh, mostly kale and then I, if i eat that for gross. lunch then i am fine with eating my microwave thing with a plastic you the healthiest bitch i ever heard of because i can't i my problem is by the end of the week i'm like if i can count 
if I've had five things that grow in nature by the end of the week, I'm like, I feel pretty good about that. The so week clearly. Of, the week of Christmas, I not only had my my kale Caesar salad for lunch every day, but I ordered an extra one for dinner for the three days leading up to because I knew I was going to eat up. total bullshit <laughs> for Christmas Eve and Christmas. You know what I ate the week of Christmas is Candy. like four boxes of chocolates <laughs> that I got from students. Because I would go in the kitchen, I'd be like, oh, I'm hungry for lunch. And then I would think about what am I going to make? And then I would just see the box of chocolates there and I would take two or three of them and that would be what I had for lunch. My, my aunt got me this giant thing of fancy <sighs> chocolates. Been eating three or eight, three or four every single day until totally. the whole box was gone. So totally. Good. Even the ones I don't like, I'll bite into yes. it and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to finish it anyway. Now. <laughs> it's got like raspberry coming out. Yes. I'm like, this is gross. I'm going to eat it anyway. I don't even like it. I'm going to finish it. Oh, Awful. So well, let me good. tell you my teaching tip. So it's the new year, and I know that you're probably currently surrounded by dozens of coffee mugs that you got from your sweet little students. Turn them into succulent planters. <gasps> That's I am so displaying cute. mine right now. So I took the cutest planters that I had, and I put succulents in them. See, oh one says, be gosh. your own hero. Because I don't really drink coffee or tea, and even if I did, I still have like six left over. And I just got some little $5 succulents and stuck them in there, and then you can put them around your classroom and zhuzh it up and i love this i have a great? mug problem in my house like i have all these sentimental mugs that i don't want to throw out we'll put some stuff in them and then you'll yes! actually look at them because they'll be out Ugh. so the trick is you want to get a bag of like shale rocks because the soil needs because mm-hmm. there's no hole in the bottom of a mug for drainage so and you don't water you know you almost never water them but when you do water them what i typically do is i'll wash my hands and i have them like in the kitchen window and then i like fling my fingers i do the same thing <laughs> I have a little dinosaur succulent. Yes. (laughs) Or I'll just like drip my hand over the top. That's exactly what I do. That's exactly what I do. Um, But if you put a whole bunch of rocks in there, it'll Mm -hmm. help the roots dry out and it'll help that water evaporate out so it doesn't get all funky monkey in there. I am totally going to send you. I have this this picture from when I went to um, Disneyland Paris. It's this cute, tall mug that's like tall, like the Eiffel Tower. I went there with my niece. It was a very good time. But it only has like, it only like holds 10 ounces because it's so tall and narrow. So I never use the stupid thing. But I'm going to put some succulents in it. Put your little succulent (gasps) in there, girl. I'm so excited. Yes. That's a great tip. Did you make that up yourself or did you see that on Pinterest? I feel like I, I feel like one of my friends did it or I probably, I didn't see it on Pinterest because I don't get on Pinterest Mm because it's dangerous, but I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. sure I did not think of it myself. But I will, this, you know what has been interesting is in 2020, I got really into plants, like living plants. And I did too. My upstairs neighbor and I started going to a nursery on the regular. (gasps) Me too. It's expensive there, but I, I came home the other day with money on anything else. So it's fine. Exactly. I spent $50 the other day on this beautiful fiddle leaf fig for my husband's office. And he was like, oh, this plant's really cool. But I left the price tag on He's like, you spent $50 on a plant? And I'm like, yeah, I did. You just said it was nice. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> you I, shut up about it. I feel like I spent quite a bit on a crispy wave plant. That, Those are so uh, cool. I named Cool Ranch. <laughs> 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 I'm so stupid. <laughs> But I, I was it, at the store and I kept walking past it and it was expensive. So I was like, ah, I don't need to spend $30 on this. But I was like, no, I love looking at it. I love so it. I bought it and it's been in my I'm kitchen. I'm a grown up. I can, have a, right. I can have a plant in my home. And those are the kind of plants that you can't kill. That's the other mm-hmm. thing is I, I, before I buy plants, I look up and I'm like, how hard is this to kill? And it has to be like real, real, like you don't have to ever do anything. And then I'm, I'll buy it. But other than that, I can't keep things alive. Nice. Look at our teaching yeah. tips. Hot tips. Nothing to do with teaching, but hot tips. So um, now that we've done tips, let's scream in the parking lot. Screaming in the parking lot. Mine is Um, not related to school. Okay, so you go first. Because I'm not teaching right now, so it's just about me. So taking out the trash stinks in the winter because there's snow. And so, like, normally our trash cans just are on the sidewalk like there's no driveways here the road like i yeah standing on the sidewalk you reach out and you can touch a car that's parked there but when there's snow where do you put it so like i had to dig out i know i just said that there was no driveway but there's like two feet of driveway where my car comes in i gotcha i gotcha so you have to like put 
I have to put like the two recycling bins and two trash cans because this is a multifamily home right mm-hmm. behind my car and it doesn't quite fit. And so it's a whole big thing. Ugh. I hate it. So I'm dragging them out. And remember I told you all my trash cans have holes in the top where the squirrels yes. have chewed into them because the squirrels uh-huh. get in. So I drag this thing. I like push it, shove it into the snow. I'm freezing, you know, um, my, my sweatshirt, the sides of so it are all wet, wet because of all the snow that I, and I put it, and as soon as I like park it, this rat jumps out <gasps> like a furry torpedo, like 10 feet in the air. Gross. And I screamed and I am so lucky I did not slip on ice and break my neck because oh my God. it was terrifying, but also hilarious. Like it looked like a like little a furry dolphin because it just like <laughs> so wow. it must have been like perched in the hole while Scared i'm dragging this yes. can. like it could have crawled up my arm so i'm dragging Whoa. the can and you gotta God. flip it around it so i like park the can and as soon as it's still it just leaps into the air believable oh my god I know. So from now on, I'm gonna have to like go outside with a broom and like beat my garbage cans. See, I do that for roaches. (laughs) 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 Trash cans. You have to do it for rats. God, living in a city is disgusting. (laughs) Cities are gross. (laughs) (sighs) Um. So my BS is, I was trying to be a fun edutainer teacher, and we were doing spelling. And I was trying to make it fun by doing a Kahoot spelling game. And so I pull up the code and I, you know, my kids online have it. My kids in class have it. And some, and one of my rules is you have to use your real name because at the end it gives me like a list of how they did. And I'm like, I don't use that to grade you, but it helps me to know as your teacher what you need help on. So put your real name in there. So some little turd biscuit gets in there and in all caps puts like, you know, uh, God, what did they put first? Like, make me, make me be. And it didn't say bitch. It just said be. So all you have to do, I was like, so I just touched the name. But all my kids in class are like, so I deleted it. And I was like, y'all, serious. I was like, would you rather do this or a worksheet? I mean, like, if you can't do this right, then we have to do worksheets. And so, uh, and then the kid goes, try it, sis. Like, that was their new name. So I deleted it again. And then it says something like, rip off your weave. And I was like, who are you talking to right now? It was ridiculous. Oh, my god! So I was like, well, I guess we can't do Kahoot. And I figured out who it was because everybody else is logged in with their real name their except real for this name. one stupid little idiot. So I had to call the mom. And the kid, I would not have suspected this kid either. They were very, very apologetic. Just like, oh, my God, I didn't know. And I was like, what is your deal? Like, why would you even think that's okay? You ruined and it. And it was everyone. definitely the kid. It wasn't like a big brother. This feels like a very big brother move. But he t- he admitted. That- oh, okay. doesn't it though? Because that's yeah. what I thought at first. But no, it was that kid. I was like, Walter. what is wrong with you? I was so so. They ruined it for everyone. Kahoot jerk made me scream in the parking lot. Womp womp. <laughs> but it was still all worth it. Oh, so, right after that happened, we got out for our two week break. And I thought I was going to do a whole bunch of stuff, but I haven't done anything over nice. the whole break. Good for and you. It, it's just blissful. And I don't, I don't care what happens when we go back. I don't care about any of it. I'll figure that out when I get back in there and I'm like, why didn't I prepare anything? Because right now my purpose is to not do anything. That's, That's I feel purpose. like I'm in this perfect, like the next semester is far enough away and I have a good enough idea of what I'm teaching that I'm still in that like, yeah, it's cool. I can just well, stay in my jammies all day. If we weren't, if we weren't recording today, I would still be in the same thing I slept in. <laughs> you put on, I, put, I like I that did. you did a wardrobe change. I did. See. Oh, that's cute. I know. That's I like great. that shirt. Um, on theme. That's fun. Uh, all right. My all that's worth nice. it moment. I got asked. So, you know, I was taking that um, course design class mm-hmm. uh for that graduate certificate program is that the one where you made that fancy mm-hmm. thing? i also okay. did a so we also had to do a screen class we had to do a defense of our course design so we had to do a 10 minute presentation with like your blackboard 
of mm-hmm. your, this is, you know, this is why I put this stuff in Blackboard here so that students can blah, blah, blah. Sure. But I, since my class is actually for educators, so I'm teaching teachers or future teachers next semester, I did mine in Google Classroom instead. Nice. Because I was like, they're, they need to know how to use Google Classroom. They're not going to use Blackboard. Um uh, which I got a lot of really good feedback that was like, oh, that's so smart. I love the yeah. layout. So easy. I hate Blackboard. Can I tell I you? I hate, it. I hate it. I hate it. It was around it. when I was in college. Mm-hmm. It's such it a mess. It's such a, I hate it. So I got asked to present my course design for a uh, an online learning seminar in January. <gasps> How so of course cool is that? I accepted, although I am terrified terrified of like academics asking me questions so i need you to be there too and we can do a cyrano de bergerac thing where (laughs) you whisper in the educational stuff in my ear i'll just give you a list of like smart words to throw yes because all my feedback was just like oh my goodness that's smart that's so genius i love how you did this oh these are such great resources but then when somebody asks me about some pedagogical nonsense i'm just like teaching smart teacher you look good at it so it's a very i'm very flattered to get recognized that's really cool but now your imposter syndrome is flaring up and you need to take a chill pill I need think to take I'm, a chill pill. There's uh, three of us that got asked. So I think the three of us are going to present together. And I was like, okay. I will make anything ahead of time. But please, dear God, I don't want to answer. any. I don't Smart want to have questions. to answer questions. That's yeah. all. What, so who is your audience? Um, It's for other college professors who want to be better at creating online courses. Gotcha. So it's for, because there's lots of professors that before this semester just didn't use Blackboard, even though technically they're required to have a Blackboard. Mm-hmm. A lot of them just didn't. Yeah. So now that next semester, we're still doing almost completely online. So now it's to, to the that. point where they're like, Ugh, can we please have like a, a seminar, like a day long seminar that will help us to do this better? Yeah. Because the semester sucked. So that's what it is. It's I don't remember okay. what the name of the seminar is, but basically, I think you're going to be fine. They, I think you're going to be fine. I don't. I think you're going to be surprised at how little they have to ask you about yeah. fancy pants okay, educational okay. stuff. They're probably more worried about like the nuts and bolts of like how right. do I get this picture to show up? How do I put the link? It's mm-hmm. probably going to be stuff like that. You're gonna be and fine. I really just want to be like just use fucking Google Classroom. It's way better. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. It's so much easier and everything syncs into your Google class or your Google calendar. And their students will know how to use it because it's intuitive. It has such a good interface. Ugh, Blackboard and Schoology. Garbage. Garbage, I say. Garbage, but hey. Yeah, you you listeners are not garbage. Yo, y'all aren't garbage. Y'all are... Y'all are the best. So anybody else out there got a BS in education like we do? If so, we want to hear from you. You can email us at bsineducation2020 at gmail.com. No, we will never change that. Or you can follow <laughs> us on Instagram at bsineducation, where we will post um, our mentee thing with our word of the year and also pictures of succulents in mugs. Hell yeah. And if you prefer to talk to us, you can give us a call at 234-73-TEACH. This has been a BS in Education. Class is ended, time to go. Pick up your crayons off the floor. Class is ended, time to go. I don't want to see your face no more. Thank you for listening to a BS in Education. My tummy hurts. <laughs>